Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Constructive Liberty Podcast. I'm trying something new today. I am recording and broadcasting to YouTube via OBS software. So hopefully the, everything works good. It shows I'm live. been live for 20 seconds. I'm recording. I think it's all good. Don't know if anybody's going to be in the chat, but it's all good. I'm just trying this out. See what happens. It's not going to be a scheduled thing. I'm not going to do this every single week, but we're going to see how this goes. So today, what we're talking about is something I don't like talking about. It's something I don't do well at, and that is why I'm actually talking about it, because I've been working on it, trying to grow in that area, and that is the area of emotions, Yes. Emotions is one of those things that you either don't have or don't express or you're ruled by it. And it seems like it's really hard to find somebody who is balanced in their emotions. And as someone who is super passionate about personal growth, I feel like I need to be a well-rounded person not not round as in uh, eating too many donuts and all that. Not that kind of round. But I need to be um, emotionally secure, emotionally stable. And that is, you know, not not necessarily on one at one end of the spectrum or the other. That's not being ruled by the emotions, and that's not being completely devoid of emotions. I am someone who is more on the devoid of emotions end of the spectrum. And so I'm trying to move more to the center to where I can not only feel my emotions, express them, share them, talk about them, but I can sense other people's emotional state as well. Because I think when you're a person who tends to be an emotion stuffer, you also are someone who has a hard time discerning the emotions of other people. And when you can't discern the emotions of a person or the emotions of the room or the, that, that affects all of your other sensors because let's face it, most people have emotion. The, the thought, the feeling, the, I don't, I don't know what you call it. The emotion is there. And they're either, like I said earlier, either ruled by it or they completely block it. And if you can allow yourself to feel it, to accept it, to see it for what it is, and to take it and look at it, like, you know, here's this emotion, what's causing this, rather than either being blocking it or stepping completely into it and being ruled by it, it gives you a much better place to approach life from. It gives you a much better sense of what's going on or, or how to go about things and, and being um, sensitive to other people. It, it gives you, you, you become more of somebody who can do better at helping other people. And that is what I want to be as someone who is diving deep into the, uh, the personal coaching world. And I'll talk some more about that later, maybe in another show. Maybe we won't get into that today. But as someone who loves personal growth and wants to help other people develop into their full potential, I also need to tap into my full potential so that I can, so that I can do that. And being able to sense emotions is a key area within that. 
So it all builds on top of each other. It's all a stepping stone from one to the next. So that's what we're going into today. But before we go there, I've got three quotes of the day for you. I'm going to share two with you to start off with, and I'll save one for the end. These are three of my favorite people. Well, two of my favorite people, one who has a lot of good things to say and has written some good books. Um, Eckhart Tolle is the first one. He says, in the egoic state, your sense of self and your identity is derived from your thinking mind. In other words, what your mind tells you about yourself, the storyline of you, the memories, the expectations, all of the thoughts that go through your head continuously, and the emotions that reflect on those thoughts. All of those things make up your sense of self. The second one is from Jim Rohn. He said, take advantage of every opportunity to practice your communication skills so that when important occasions arise, you will have the gift, the style, the sharpness, the clarity, and the emotions to affect other people. And that is where I go with being a well-rounded person, is being able to sense all of those things when a response or reaction or comment or silence would be most effective at properly affecting other people, at helping them to discern what's needed in the moment for them, discern what's best for them. Not me discerning that, but helping other people figure that out for themselves. That is who I want to be. And the last quote I'm going to say for later is one of my favorite people. He's got a lot of good stuff. I've quoted him quite a few times before. I'll save that for the end. Uh, the product of, to, of the day today is the Wise 5 Budgeting and Debt Freedom app. Now, I know you're going to be like, oh, I hate budgeting. And so do I. Budgeting sucks. Let's just be honest. It is not fun. Some people love it. Those people are kind of weird, but I mean, they're good. We need them too. They are the people who create things like this that we need, the Wise 5 Budgeting and Debt Freedom app. Now, why do I say it's a debt freedom app? Here's the deal. Most budgeting apps, you just put all the numbers in and it spits a number back at you to tell you what you're allowed to spend and what you overspent on and what, what you have left in savings. WiseFi gamified budgeting. And here's what I mean. What you do is you input your income, just like in a regular budgeting app. Like, this is how much I'm making. You put all your expenses in there and you budget it out. And what this does is it, it does the normal thing of telling you, you know, you overspent here, you underspent here, you have savings. But what you can also do is put your goals in. You know, you enter your debts and then you say, I want to be debt free by 37 years old and I want to be financially free by 65 or, or whatever your number is. And you put the number in that financial freedom is to you. So if I need $1.2 million in savings at 65 years old and I want to be debt free at 40 years old, that gives me five four years to become debt-free, and then another 25 years to be financially free. And that projects out my current numbers to show me if I'm on pace for that or not. It, it gives you a graph that says, this is what your current numbers show. You know, if you stick to your current numbers, you're not going to be financially free until you're 165. Not 65, 165. 
And then what you can do is you can put different projections in there to see how that would affect your financial freedom or your financial independence number. That uh, it, it gives it a gamifying aspect of it. It doesn't give you the little dings like the bell, the Pavlov's dog bell. It doesn't give you all those rewards, but it shows you the projections of the numbers. Like this is where I want to end up at. This is where I'm actually going to end up at based on what I'm doing currently. If I change this, if I add a hundred dollars a week of side hustle income, if I sell some things, if I get out of debt, if I do these investments, it changes those projections and it gives you a much better visual of what's actually going on, of, of, how, when, where, and why, and all of those things that you're going to reach your debt freedom and financial independent numbers. So that's super cool. Along with that, starting on the 30th, I believe, it's going to be a Sunday afternoon. Yes, October the 30th. I am actually launching a uh, four-week coaching program. This is the first time I'm doing this. So, I mean, it's a new program. It's, it wasn't developed by me, but I'm rather hosting it and helping walk through it. It is a, um, it's along with the Wise Fi, Wise Fi budgeting and debt freedom app. And what we'll be doing is it, going through that program. It's, it's helping you to not only set up your budget, but find ways to, um, Find more money in your budget, find ways to develop more income to add to the budget, and just to help you hit those numbers and and keep you going strong. So that launches on October the 30th. We're going Sunday afternoons. I've got space for about, I think, six or seven people, and one of those spots is full already. So for the first five people, you can get in at $100. So if that interests you at all, you can get in to that group coaching program for $100. You you will be signed up to the WiseFi app. It is a web app. They don't actually have an app on the phone yet. Um, but you will be signed up for that, and you get a 30-day a, uh, free uh, course to go, to go with that, to help you set it up, to help you really dive into it. And then the group coaching is, is to get together to discuss what's working, what's not, ideas and to throw those things around. It's more of a mastermind than a teaching kind of coaching program. So if you're interested in joining that, just send me an email to ken at constructiveliberty.com with WiseFi in the subject line. Tell me a little bit about yourself and express your interest in joining the November Debt Freedom coaching course program thing. <laughs> I don't know what to call it yet. I just, uh, I came across this app here a few weeks ago searching for ways to help my clients and to help myself because let's face it, I can always up level my game with dealing with money. And I had somebody reach out to me last week about helping them set up budgeting. And so I told them about this course and this program and this app and they're like, I'm in, let's do it. So I wasn't going to do this in November, but I am now. So reach out if you're interested in joining that. Um, so stories from real life. is a, This is a segment that I've recently added to the podcast. And just tell a little story about uh, what's going on in life. Hopefully, you know, sometimes get a little lesson from it. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes it's just a little anecdote. 
This week is just a little anecdote from my life. I know I've talked recently about having added a wood stove to our camper, which we're still living in while we finish out the house. And uh, it's finally been cold enough that we're able to fire up the wood stove and keep it going all night and have a little heat in the house. When we first fired it up a couple of weeks ago, I did not have very good firewood. I didn't have good hardwood to burn in this wood stove. And so the fire wouldn't burn very long. It would go out pretty quickly. But I finally, I had was over at a friend's place here uh, a few days ago and asked him if they have any firewood that they'd be willing to sell because I know this guy cuts a lot of firewood. And he said, I won't sell you any, but I'll bring you a load. And I said, well, okay, I accept. And so Saturday he brought me a nice load of firewood some really good hardwood. I I was amazed at, at the, the quality of it. I was super happy and impressed to get this free load of firewood to burn in my little wood stove. So the, the moral of this story is I'm finally able to sleep in a warm house at night. Typically, our house pretty closely follows the outdoor temperatures. It'll stay about 10 degrees warmer or 10 degrees cooler, depending if it's summer or winter time. So during the day, it lags behind about 10 degrees cooler, and at night, it's about 10 degrees warmer. And in the wintertime, we run electric heat, and that does not do so well. <laughs> and we can keep it in the low 50s, mid-50s if we really crank the heat up, but then it's uncomfortable sleeping. What amazed me was last night, we had the heater cranked up, like the not the electric heat, the wood stove. It it actually was almost hot in there before we went to bed. So I turned it down, got got the temperature adjusted on it with the air intake and everything, and I loaded the stove down with wood, those nice hardwood chunks, set my alarm for two hours, and went to bed. And I actually slept amazing. It was 70 degrees in there, and typically we sleep best when it's in the mid-50s. But the wood heat is different than any other kind of heat. It was I was super amazed at how great it felt. And I was able to sleep through the night. Of course, my alarm went off after two hours. I got up, reloaded the fireplace, and it was, there was, it hadn't burned down a whole lot. I mean, it had burned down into basically lumps of charcoal, but it wasn't like there was nothing there. So I reloaded it down with this nice hardwood, set my alarm for three hours, repeated the process, ended up getting up about five o'clock. So that was another three hours from the second time I got up. And it was great. The house was nice and warm. It got, it never cooled down past uh, 68 or 69 in the house at night, even with the slow burn of the fireplace. Super comfortable sleeping. I, I'm so happy that we made that investment into that kind of heat. I, I love it. I, I will not be without a wood stove if I can help it from now into the future. It's awesome. Um, the next segment is Make Life Fun Again, what I'm doing in my life to bring fun and enjoyment and happiness and love and peace and joy and all of those things back into my life because I've forgotten how to have fun. And one thing that we're doing this week, Super busy weekend, but it's going to be a lot of fun. We're doing a lot of things to make fun in our life. And the first thing is Friday night, we're hosting the second annual Salt Lake Bend Neighborhood Chili Fest, hosted by Shady Poplar Farm, which is none other than our farm. 
it's a lot of fun. We invite all the neighbors, well, most of the neighbors, and tell them to invite neighbors and have them RSVP. And we just get together and have a huge pot of chili, sit around a fire and just chat, get to know each other a little better, talk about life, and just have fun. We, we have started doing this, or we started last year, with the intent to do this every single October. And so this is the second year that it's happening. It's a lot of fun. Um, looking forward to it. It's also a lot of work. Not really looking forward to that part, but you don't get the, uh, the enjoyment of the result without doing the work. The second thing that we have going on this weekend, my dad's 60th birthday was back in June, and we were not able to get all the family together to really celebrate or do anything. What I wanted to do for his birthday was to roast a whole hog, and I'm finally able to do that. So Saturday afternoon, we are killing, scalding, and scraping a hog, preparing it to roast on Saturday night. It's going to be roasting throughout the night. I've never done a whole hog before, but we're shooting for that on Saturday night. Going to do a hog picking on Sunday in celebration of my dad's 60th birthday, which was back in June. So these are two things that are going to be a lot of fun, but a lot of work, but I think we're going to really enjoy it. Uh, the next segment is what am I doing to generate income outside of my normal job, which I own my job or Maybe my job owns me. I don't know. I'm in construction, and so I do constructy things. That's why I kind of named the podcast the Constructive Liberty Podcast because it's a play on words. I like creating liberty or freedom in my life, and I'm in construction, so constructive liberty. It just kind of flowed. Anyway, that's my normal job. My every day, five days a week, well, four days a week because on Wednesdays I'm here in the office doing office work and podcasting and interviews and all of those things. So it's, it's really fun. Um, but outside of that, I do other things to try to generate income. I talked about one of those, which is this budgeting and debt freedom uh, coaching, four-week coaching program. Ooh, OBS Studio disconnected, it said. I don't know. It's reconnecting. We'll see what's going on. I don't know if the live stream dropped or what happened. Anyway. Um, so that four week coaching program for budgeting and debt freedom is what one of the things that I'm doing to generate a little bit of income. The other thing that I'm doing or adding is a personal and business growth mastermind. I've had a couple of people express interest in this. I had mentioned this on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, but what I want to do is a book study every month. You know, some months if, Depending on the book, it might take two or three months to, to really dive deep into it. Most of the time, it's going to be one book a month. We'll get together, um, talk about the book for, I think I'm planning on three to four meetings a month. So we would have one would be a book study, talking about the book, the things we've learned from it, um, getting other people's insights on the book. The other, another call would be just kind of a mastermind to talk about our goals and to help and encourage and push each other towards those goals. And then a third one is a, uh, I want to have experts or mentors, expert mentors on with us to help us 
you know, give us some insight into what they have experienced in life and how to level up in life. So that is starting off in November. We're starting off with The Strangest Secret, which is something that I listened to every day for a month here recently. I'm going to do that again starting in November. And to those of you that have expressed interest, I'll reach out to you either via text or instant message or email or something today. I'll reach out to you for that. Um, so those are a couple of the things. November and December inside that personal and business growth mastermind are going to be free. There's no cost to join. Starting in January, if you like what we're doing, it will be a paid membership. And it's not going to be a whole lot, but it's going to cover the cost of a little bit of my time. But the majority of that is in the gift box you'll receive every month with the book, maybe a little bit of swag, some things, personalized items just for you for being part of the mentor membership. And so I'm really looking forward to that. If that interests you, hey, can at constructiveliberty.com put uh, personal growth mastermind in the subject line. What's different about what I'm doing here is I'm approaching this from a Christian perspective. So much coaching out there is done based on me and my internals and what I can do and get out of it, what life is for me. Very few of them approach life from a biblical perspective. And that is what differentiates me in my coaching. What I want to do is to bring people closer to God in, in a deeper relationship with Him to utilize that relationship, combine it with their gifts and their talents and their knowledge and experience and their interests and passions and use those things to create massive impact for other people in the world. That is what differentiates me from most other people out there. I'm loving that. That's uh, something I've been working on for a few years, and um, I'm really making some concerted efforts to make it a much bigger part of my income and to reduce the construction part of my income. Some other things that I'm diving into, like I said, is is really growing the coaching part of my income. And I joined a six-month coaching program recently that starts in January. So I'm looking forward to that. That, that will help me to – it will give me some insights into best practices, into how to grow my coaching business. And so I'm looking forward to that. Part of that is going to be um, Monday evening live streams. I'm going to be doing that every Monday at 7 p.m. Central Time. We're going to be doing a live stream on personal and business growth. And what I, my goal for that or my vision for that is to have a lot of experts on for those shows, to have, you know, guests that are really great in one area. And my first one is November the 7th at 7 p.m. Central Time. I hope you can join me for that. That's going to be on the Empowering Forward Momentum YouTube channel. Um, I'll drop a link to that in the show notes where you can find that. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. Probably through the end of the year, it's not going to be every single Monday because there's some holidays in there and we'll be traveling some in there. It's going to be, it's going to be fun though. I'm really, really excited and looking forward to that. And on, on another note, um, going back one segment, what I'm doing to generate income right now, I'm selling puppies. I have five 
four puppies available, one male, three females. If you're looking for a golden retriever puppy, hit me up. As always, Ken at ConstructiveLiberty.com. Just put puppy in the subject line. Express your interest in male or female. I'll reach out to you, send you some pictures. We'll go from there. Let's jump into the main topic of the show. I have gone on long enough. Like just, I've berated you with all the things and we're 23 minutes in. (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay, long-winded today, I tell you what. the, The topic, like I mentioned, is emotions. And... Um, over in OBS studio, I am going to share my screen. So if you are on live with me, I am going to share my screen here. And this is something that I came across in researching how to be better at expressing emotions. And that's the little book of big emotions. So we all have emotions, Sometimes they we don't express them well or understand them very well. You know, you've got anger, joy, love, despair, disappointment, overwhelm, contentment, envy, so many emotions. And they they all go back to core emotions. And we'll get get into that a little later. But there's there's certain things that we can kind of sense that we feel and it goes back to core emotions. So there's a lot of words to talk about how, what we're feeling and all of those things. And, and they all convey maybe just a little bit different feeling or emotion. But being able to actually pinpoint those specific emotions in ourselves and other people, it helps us in our communication, in our interaction with others, in a, a crowded room. It, it contributes to our success and to our own mental, physical, and spiritual well-being. And I'll go into a little bit of background. What, what got me into this, I'm a member of the 48 Days Eagles, which is Dan Miller's online membership. And once or twice a year, they have the... Uh, I can't remember what they call it, but basically they have a bunch of experts come in and do a four-week coaching program. And I'm in one that is... Uh, Something It's about success, creating the success you want in life. And he goes through all aspects of life, the the physical, um, the mental, emotional, spiritual, all of those things. But the most recent one was it had to do with spirit. I don't remember how exactly how he divides each week up, but it had to do with spirit. And so... Sorry, I just got an email from, I'm supposed to uh, get a call here recently. I mean, here coming up. And I want to make sure that I'm not missing. All right, 9.30. Okay, sorry about that. The What came up for me in that coaching session was that I'm not connected to my emotions. And that set me off on a journey to actually be able to think and feel and hear and sense emotions, to be more connected to that side of life. Because I'm not. I'm really, really not. Like, so not. I don't like emotions. And I know that that is needed in life. It can be overdone. It can be underdone. But that's what set me off on this journey to emotions. So simply put, an emotion is a state of mind. It's a subconscious reaction to your thoughts, your actions, or even the world around you. And it creates a physical response 
in your body. They can derail our day by influencing our decision-making. And that's really a problem if you're on a negative loop, right? So if you, if you tend towards a negative and your emotion, you're ruled by your emotions, that sets off a train wreck within you. On the other hand, burying your emotions suppresses your immune system and makes us more susceptible to getting sick. I don't know if maybe that's why the last couple of years I've gone through some physical things that I really can't explain. Like it could be because I suppress emotions. It's like imagine you take a bottle of Coke and you shake it up and that's the emotions inside boiling over creating pressure and it has nowhere to go eventually something happens it either explodes or it stretches or something happens within you within that coke bottle which is us if we suppress our emotions so without emotions which is where i tend to operate life would be flat and dull with no ups and downs and I think part of that plays into the segment, Make Life Fun Again. I've forgotten how to have fun because I've suppressed those emotions. I'm like, nothing is either here nor there. It just is. And I've forgotten how to have fun in that. I've forgotten how to emote. Emotions can be too vigilant. They can... uh, Alert us to danger, which isn't there. You know, uh, my wife is maybe on that as- on that end of things. Every little thing freaks her out. She screams at nothing. Something f- flies past her and she screams like she's going to die. And I've learned to – I don't even pay any attention because it's like the boy who cried wolf. It's overly emotional. Left unchecked, emotions can spiral us downward into rage or depression or anguish or all of the really super negative things. But they can also make things amazing. Feeling our emotions can be really good for your health. There's calm and happy emotions. Those are good for your heart, your brain, and your chronic pain levels. And they give us that common ground to connect with other people. I mentioned being able to sense and feel emotions when you walk into a room, being able to know how to approach people, how to talk to people, how to be around people. A lot of that is on an emotional level. When you feel your emotions fully, you enjoy life more. They will allow us to dig deep and accomplish great things. When you are emotionally tied to a goal, which I'm super goal-oriented, but when you're emotionally tied to it, you will do whatever it takes to make that thing happen. You are relentless in your pursuit of it. They're what alert us to danger and keep us safe. So they can be overreactive or they can be exactly what you need to keep you safe. They lift us up in joy. They give you power and they inspire you to greater things. So why is it important to be able to read other people's emotions? Well, like I mentioned earlier, how can you react correctly? How can you react accordingly if you don't know what other people are feeling or thinking? Like, You can approach them from a purely logical perspective, but when someone is on that emotional level, they don't, they're almost incapable of thinking logically because emotion 
overrules logic. And so if you can connect, if you can read and connect with them on that emotional level without getting into the weeds of the emotions, you can bring them over to the logical side of things. You can help them to see things. When you understand your emotions, you can weigh them and discover if you're in balance or not. That's what I talked about the balance earlier. I'm way over to the side of no emotion. A lot of people are way over to the side of being ruled by the emotions. We need to come more to the center of that, being able to feel them but not be ruled completely by them. So some of the things, ways to recognize um, different emotions. So in anger, someone might have an increased heart rate. They might have, be shaking, like their whole body is shaking. You've been there before. Tense muscles, a raised voice and closed fists. In happiness, people are probably smiling and relaxed and they speak positively. They, they laugh easily. In fear, your heart beats faster. Maybe, maybe you hyperventilate. You get pale-faced and wide-eyed. You start sweating and, and maybe shaking in fear. If you've ever read a book, you've heard of, you've read of people shaking in fear. For panic, you have difficulty breathing, heart pounding. Uh, maybe you're restless, looking around in like you're afraid, and you, and you might have chest pains. Boredom, you might have lots of sighing. Someone be restless or have a blank, disinterested stare, or they're fidgeting. You know, I oftentimes, sorry I bumped the mic there, I oftentimes will play with a pen. If I have a pen sitting here, I just, I twist it, I click it, I play with it, I bop it, all of the things. So I don't, I guess that means I'm bored. And the person might also be slow to respond. For jealousy, you might, some of those feelings are similar to anger. The person might act resentful towards the person that they are jealous of. They might talk over people. They can be wary of meeting new people because they want the attention and they're constantly questioning others. It's a trying to draw attention to themselves thing. Discomfort has awkward silence, a distasteful look on their face, evasive or silent, looking towards the exit. Um, shame, they won't make eye contact. They kind of shrink into themselves. They push people away. They become overly quiet. And they have a sad look on their face. With frustration, that can manifest as anger. They have impatient gestures. They're easily irritated with others. Maybe they have some negative self-talk and a confused or pained expression. With surprise, people can be startled and wide-eyed. And maybe, maybe they're like, have their mouth hanging open like, oh my goodness, just surprise. And then maybe they might scream. Like I mentioned my wife earlier, she screams when she is surprised or suddenly scared, or I guess that's more surprise and not in a good way. Um, with grief, crying or, or more towards the sobbing, like uncontrollable sobbing side of things, not taking care of themselves, maybe looking tired or worn out, might have a loss of interest in pastimes. Hey, babe. Um, or that could manifest itself as anger. When someone's interest, how do you recognize that? Their posture leans forward. They're, they're leaning in like they just can't get enough of it. Thank you. My wife just brought me coffee. She's amazing. Um, they also, they'll give you their full attention. They're, they're engaged. They have, they might even make physical contact because they're so into what's going on there. With guilt, 
they often can't look you in the eye or they avoid people who they have wronged. They may be evasive when answering questions. If you, a- and if you ask somebody a question and they ans- give you an answer without answering the question, they might be evading it either through guilt or trying to hide something. Maybe they over-apologize or they give you nervous gestures. <laughs> My wife's standing over here watching and listening. <laughs> No, I'm talking about emotions today. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, so when, uh, when feeling worn out or exhausted, somebody looks and feels tired. They maybe lose interest in things that they're typically passionate about. They may become apathetic or have a negative attitude. Or they might just be ignoring their self-care. Those are all things that can play in or that, that – can be expressed as a through a worn out person. Somebody who's calm and relaxed is is similar to someone who is happy. They're smiling. They have relaxed muscles. Their movements are smooth and unhurried, and their voice isn't even toned. They don't have, you know, they're not all stiff and everything. They're relaxed. So that is it on those emotions. That that's what I've found in researching how to better express my emotions. I'm not great at that. I'm trying to get better. But uh, yes, it's still definitely a work in progress. So I hope that helps. I hope you're able to also tap into your emotions without going overboard with it, without being ruled by them. But just accept them, express them, discuss them, Learn from them, but don't be ruled by them. Hope that helps. Do good work.